Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy W-I-Z-E And if you live in the northeastern part of Pennsylvania And you need work done on your car Check out my man Jose and his crew at Precision Auto A family owned business that specializes in German vehicles There is no job too big or too small They also offer snap finance for those that need assistance That's Precision Auto at 339 Sterling Road in Toby Hanna, PA Phone number is 570-894-8699 And let them know it's your boy Wise that sent you Peace out and welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. And today, my, my guest owns her own jazz restaurant at her, in her early 20s, is now um, an author. She's very into entrepreneurship. Welcome to the show, Yvonne Tomlin Miller. Hey, Yvonne. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for allowing me to come onto your show. It is a pleasure. <laughs> Listen, my show is about having people come on and talk about entrepreneurship, anything that can help people further themselves along. It's about sharing knowledge and, and just having people come on and promote their content, especially when it's positive content, especially when it has something to to deal with people developing and, and, and growth. So I really love having guests like you on here to talk about certain topics so it's the pleasure is all mine brilliant <laughs> so here, I'm <laughs> so how do you how do you in, in your early 20s own a jazz restaurant mm. do you know something I don't even know how it really happened um, I left school with very few qualifications and I just didn't really think that I was very bright. And actually, my mom told me I wasn't bright. But the thing is, when my mom told me that, I just thought, oh, okay, I'm not bright. You know, you take things literally from your parents. And I didn't see it as anything but just good feedback for me. So I went into catering and didn't really like it. Didn't really like it because I just thought this wasn't my thing. But what I did do that was probably the catalyst for me um, owning my own restaurant was I worked in a local restaurant wine bar that was really cool. One of the first wine bars of that time, you know, in the late eighties. And I connected with the owners really well. They really believed in me and it coincided with my parents who came to the UK from Jamaica with a, five-year plan that stayed for about 20 but they were very much bent on building their home back in Jamaica and it coincided with them going back home and I was pretty young and felt a little bit abandoned but this these owners just really believed in me and just became a mentor and so for the first time I 
I just knew that I could do more with my life. I just knew. I just, you know, that belief in me was so contagious. And that's where it just snowballed from there. So basically, while all of my friends and everybody else, they were watching TV and all of the stuff that you do when you're young, I wasn't doing that stuff or going out. I was working. <laughs> so I worked 24-7 in restaurants, learning my trade, went to college in the in the daytime, had loads of jobs all at once. And I, I suspect that is a bit of an entrepreneur tendency to be quite high performing when it comes to their career and then knowing that they want more. <laughs> so that's an opportunity came up. There was an old building going in um, Brixton, actually, you may have heard of Brixton, that is now the um, sort of restaurant mecca of London. Um, so we had that foresight. And I entered into a partnership with the people that believed in me and opened first jazz restaurant in um, London. And we were featured in the New York Times way back then. And I just put all my energy and all of my spirit into creating something that was a place that people could have a delightful experience. I was very young. And it, I mean, the restaurant business is probably one of the trickiest you know, pressurized sort of enterprises you can enter into as a business. So I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. But as an entrepreneur, there was a part of me that knew it wasn't my true calling. <laughs> so, you know, some of your listeners probably have this within them as well. When you know that you're not quite doing the thing that you feel you should be doing. And I've spent a lot of my career doing things to almost hide away from my true reality and I didn't quite realize that until I wrote my book most recently um, that I've always been the wise soul that is able to provide really good advice and to take that advice for myself so very experiential in putting into practice what I preach and you know I'm not one of those persons that's going to say to someone you have to be positive all the time because I wouldn't be serving you. You've got to sometimes feel difficulties because that's what our emotions are for. It's our navigation system to be able to take the learning. And it's so funny because yesterday I, I was speaking to a client and um, she was saying that she, she avoids feeling sort of pain. And I said to her, when you procrastinate, you've actually prolonged that pain. So you could be taking that with you for months, years. Whereas if we are brave sometimes to just allow it to rise within us and release it, it serves us better. And we're not taught how to do that. So look, wise, I could talk forever. So but that's I what we're here for. Believing but that's what here, we're here for. <laughs> we're here for you to talk and tell us about yourself. And just, and just so people know that there's people just like them out there who, who start off like not, not believing in themselves, but finding that courage to 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 keep learning and growing and and wanting to to grow more and know that you're meant to do more and i that's amazing cuz even with me i've i've i had wanted to start a podcast since 2019 but i, well, I was pro procrastination delayed it and then when i got furloughed from the job from my job at the, um, the at the beginning of the pandemic I had nothing else to do. I had time on my hand. And so I just started, I had already purchased a, a little studio for 160 bucks on Amazon. 
and I just pressed record, held the phone to the mic, so my nephew could be on was on the on the other line, and we just recorded five six minutes. But the fact that we just I just pressed record and decided like you know what I'm gonna just do this, and it really it was like a snowball effect. It, it showed me that I can do something like it's, it made me step out of my comfort zone. Like I, I was, I'm, I, I was for like, I, I work, I, my job is one of the easiest jobs in the world. I get paid to play games. I am a table game dealer and it's easy. We make, I make decent money, but podcasting is, uh, is my passion. I love doing this. I've invested whatever some money into wanting to improve in this and that's because I feel that's the only way I'm going to really if if I invest in myself it means that I really want to do this and I have I have to go on all, all in I'm I'm putting money into something so I have to really try and and really do what I want to do Yeah So when I think you're right Okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Okay, no, 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 yes. It, when when I speak to someone like you who who who's, who puts in the work and and shows that, listen, I'm, if you work hard and you really make an effort to learn and grow and not think that you know everything because you don't, you can really take yourself to the next level. And working for someone else is not, that's not my ultimate, my ultimate goal is not to work for someone else, it's to work for myself and 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 build something for my grandkids, my, my kids, for my family. So that motivates me even more to really put out the best content that I can. So investing in myself again, taking courses, speaking to professionals, actually speaking to someone like you who can who I can listen to and and realize listen someone like someone who who is who's done it I'm speaking to that person I'm so I'm feeling their energy I'm getting to to absorb whatever knowledge you are willing to share with me and that's amazing that's that's great that's something uh, last year I probably would have never I would never thought of that That's absolutely um, right in terms of allowing your true light to shine. And it came about in a way. I think the thing is we sometimes try to convince ourselves of the way it's going to come, like the pathway. So we, 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 we have this desire and then we, 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 we jump to trying to work out how to make the desire come into being as opposed to almost feeling it and being in it and creating, coming from a place of creating as opposed to trying to control the process. It's very similar, but there's a slight nuance. And it's that space where, you know, your situation of being furloughed, there was no distraction. You you know, you probably took the breath and you knew a part of you in, inside of you knew exactly what you needed to do. And I, I suppose, you know, it's something around... You know, people talk a lot about being in the present. And this is a notion that I've thought about a lot. You know, people talk about mindfulness and being in the present. And what, in simple terms, I believe that means is if you're worrying, 
you're probably worrying about the future. So actually, your worry is forecasting the future that is causing you to worry because you're trying to control something that you don't want to happen, which is really, really strange, but that's, I think it just happens because as a society, we, and as human beings, it's the innate part that wants to keep us alive that just goes to the point of, well, if you step out of the cave, you may be eaten by a dinosaur, right? But that sometimes plays out when worry starts to build within us, yeah? So I would say challenge some of the worries. Is it true? Write them down because sometimes the scaring of you, it actually can make you laugh sometimes, the things that we pretend and put in, you know, put in our place. And I'm not saying you're doing it consciously. It's a subconscious trying to keep you alive where it's coming from. And it's it's for you to renegotiate and open a dialogue that is around challenge and as opposed to using it as a sign that you shouldn't do the very thing that you love. So, yeah, being present is being sure and connected with self. And to do that, we have to open a renewed dialogue with self if our self hasn't been serving us so well. Mm. Oh, cool. So your book, Life-tricity, that's a unique title. Where where do you get that title? I just made it up because I made it up because the reason why I wrote the book, I don't know, I was in a stage of my life where I was like, how does, where's, what is electricity? Like I was asking all these questions, very basic questions of where does it come from? What is this energy? How does the fax work? How does the phone work? Like I was just, I don't know where I was thinking, but I was just going down that route of there are things that we cannot see that have an impact on our life and big impacts on our lives. Yeah. What is Wi-Fi? How does the Wi-Fi work? What what is it? What is this energy? And it just got me to think about other types of so, energy forms. So you know, look, think about think about like, me and you. Me and you have come from a generation where we've used rotary phones, right? And we didn't know what any we didn't know what any of this was. We didn't we didn't know what the internet was. We didn't. So to go from where we were back then, where we didn't even have two way lines, where if you messed up dialing on the rotary phone, you would have to start all over again, and to come. To where everyone now is walking around with a cell phone? It is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And all of this has sort of happened quite fairly rapidly, really. So, what, 150, 200 years ago, people would not, they, they would say you were crazy when you even talked about electricity in the home, stuff like that. So that's where it sort of came from. It was something around um, the electrical forces and energies that we are and life. <laughs> So I combined the two. So that's how the name came out. And and in a way, I wanted to write this for my son, who's now 15, as a and it's it it's the way that I've parented him as well. It's a self-parenting tool that talks more about the emotional side of life 
which I believe isn't taught in schools. So we're taught math, we're taught English, we're taught all of that stuff, and then we go out into the real world. Even our parents don't know, you know, they pass on from generation patterns, you know, the bits they've picked up about life. Whereas I've tried to, my intention to it was to make it as accessible and simplified as possible, and I regard it as a core skill, self-parenting and navigating feelings and not using them against ourselves, you know. So I've come up with um, a very simple tool that is very much embedded within harnessing sort of self-care and being in a place whereby if you have to deal with a challenge, you're a bit more able to do so because you're not running on empty. (laughs) It's like a way of living and being, and it's because of, what I've experienced in my life that I recognized that I had evolved ways of being that served me. You know, we've all deal with dealt with difficult situations, but I do have like a really early memory as a very young, almost like in the cot stage of just observing. <laughs> I did a lot of observing and just observing and, being being present (laughs) so I wasn't crying or I I had a very strong sense of self from a very young age I don't know where it came from I don't know how it comes but I always remember having that within me and feeling very safe as a result of that despite all the chaos that was going on around me you actually go and and you teach workshops and you teach um, companies how to develop leadership skills yeah, so I, I talked a bit about my sort of career profile. So as I said to you right in the beginning, sometimes entrepreneurs have this thing of, well, I've certainly had this of feeling misunderstood, wanting to fit into the, you know, what everyone else is doing as opposed to standing out and being different. So as a result, I, alongside my entrepreneurial type businesses also have a really extensive career in sort of corporate public sector um, industries always excelled so um i was quite a a significant um, leader i was a principal of a college when i was in my 30s leading um that institution forward had over well helped thousands hundreds of thousands of students to progress with their lives and applying my leadership principles and um along with my passion along with what i believe that's contained in electricity so i was always that sort of slightly different i would always challenge the status quo and deliver really well so now i work with companies all sorts of companies and i help them to develop their staff and their leadership you know their leadership skills i also um work with business owners because leadership comes into Crafting your business, crafting your business, you know, the same principles are there, but sometimes we forget that, that that we have these key roles and key responsibilities. We focus on the very thing that we love, but sometimes we forget about the other aspects of leading a business that we may not be as skilled in. And initially, when we, you know, start out in business, sometimes you have to be involved with those things to be able to even get the right people on board. And that can be a bit overwhelming for people, but just doing it in as simplest form as possible is always my approach. It's, it always comes down to the basics of, you know, having the focus as to where you want to be and just track your journey as you go along. Have some targets, 
very simple terms. Um, I've recently, you know, COVID, um, I was really busy. I've been really busy through COVID. I, I, I need to take a break. But while still being busy, I um, became a certified hypnotherapist. So I've introduced hypnotherapy into my practice because I, I've been through counselling. I've had counselling therapy um, and I actually stopped because I thought this is going on for too long, you know, in therapy for five years and stuff. I wanted to just get to the point quicker. And what I find with hypnotherapy is that for me anyway, it um, and, my, and my clients, I've got clients already, just feel a calm and get into some of the issues quicker because often the blocks with business is around mindset. That's the biggest barrier. Strategy, often people get the strategy and they think it's the strategy, but often it's the it's the confidence side of things and replenishing your confidence is a far more useful investment for you moving forward because you often know what you need to do. It's just being brave enough to take those steps to move forward with um, progressing. So, yeah, so at the moment I'm in a really lovely place of being able to truly do what I believe in. And I hadn't allowed that for myself for a long time. Doing the restaurant was, I knew I could do it. I love food. I love cooking. Don't get me wrong. I get my fix now through doing, a, you know, family events and stuff, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to make a difference to the lives of individuals who wanted to achieve their potential, but were a bit stuck and just needed a bit of a prompt and encouragement to get them forward. And that just gives me so much pleasure when I just see the results. I just feel as if I see that as me planting a seed and it's my expansion in this world. <laughs> this is my purpose here, to plant love in this world. And that's how I see it, Wise. Oh, yeah. With me, it would... um. Once I, once I started podcasting and, and my started, my confidence started building and my... It was like my creative juices just started flowing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start a production company, which 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 I did, and we've built quite a little uh, little sh- few shows up together. And then I was like, you know what? I also want to launch uh, internet radio station, which we're about to really launch. Hopefully by this weekend, we're we're actually finishing up scheduling th- today. So it just it's just like since I I decided to stop procrastinating and and step out of my comfort zone and do something that I really wanted to do it's just opened so many different avenues and different opportunities for me that I I would have never imagined that that would have happened so fast yeah it's 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 the journey and often we forget it's the journey if you have a a vision and you think it's the end result actually you're you're missing the big opportunity it's the journey and you don't know where it's going to take you you know what you've just said wise around who knew that you would have been in this point when you started this out that you doing what you're doing now you could never have known it's part of the journey of your growth and the creativity that you've generated for you and for everyone else that allows 
<laughs> magical things to happen. <laughs> you know, really no, delightful. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm I'm really one of those people that believe in energy, and I believe the energy you put out there is what you're gonna attract back into you. So I just put out the best energy, best content, and energy, and and that helps attract the people that want to speak to me that want to interact with me and that's just some of the best feeling because it's it's like-minded people it's people who who think who are thinking like me who know what they need to do to 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 get to that next level or 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 what steps they need to do to change the, the the direction of their lives and again like i said who i wouldn't have thought a year ago that i would have met i would have known i would have been able to interact with some very interesting people who 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 just who just their energies were, were so impactful that i'm like wow i enjoy talking to this person so much cuz it opened my mind up to certain certain things that I, I probably would have not known about. So that's that's why doing the podcast and trying to put out the best content possible is because I also want to give the people who are listening something of value because they're giving me something very precious, which is their time. So again, I, I I feel that I need to put out the best content possible, and and I'm I'm still growing, I'm still learning, but the more I do it, the better my content improves, and and that's that's and that's how I just keep doing it. That's how I keep focusing. That's and and that's just what keeps pushing me. Which is absolutely right. I think you know, as entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever as you want to, call, however you want to describe yourself, that got high levels of servitude and actually what we do is for others it's and then we gain as well because i receive so many insights all the time from the people that i work with you know the words that may be coming out of their mouths or my mouths you know it's just like wow this connection is absolutely amazing and so you know what i want to say to your listeners is that if you have a dream it is your duty to allow it to unfold and life is short so embrace it when you live in the present actually it slows down a bit <laughs> so worry takes you into the future regret because people can start things and they'll you know Matt, say things like oh i should have started this earlier or i'm too old or i'm too young or i'm too all of those things or regretting whatever it is it's just another way of keeping you in the past when you are in the present of, I, this is where I am. Let me just park all of that stuff. This is all I can do in this moment. Living life choice by choice slows you down because then you start to enjoy it. It doesn't pass you by. And that's how you slow down and connect with yourself. Not about being perfect. It's not about, it's just about expressing and hearing you and i would say connecting with you you know if, if you if you're going against the grain go against the grain you know i always i think the thing that has kept me in good stead because i've achieved a lot in the uk 
as a black female at a time where apparently these opportunities weren't available. But I have to say, I've always regarded myself as a human being first. And I, was, I say that to my son, he goes, you're a human being first. Yes, we've got a culture as well, but I'm not defined by a color. <laughs> and if someone wants to define me by a color, they can if they want to. But by me seeing that I'm a human being first, in retrospect, I realize that that offloaded so much pressure that I see people carrying as a burden the burden of what we see in the media, the burdens. And I feel I have a strong duty to move forward with my life because my ancestors, you know, came from Jamaica. So they experienced the slavery experience and they weren't slaves. They were people like I and you. And that I want them to see all that there is to see in life and to live my life with the energy that I received from their experience. And I truly believe that that is my driver. With Now, I agree with you about the human being part. Like with over here, they have, I said, why, why, do, why do we have race? Why do we have, when we fill out applications, why do you have to know if I'm white, black, Hispanic, whatever? What, what does it matter? It shouldn't matter. I should just be able to put my name, my, my date of birth and my social security, and that's it. it. It shouldn't matter what color I am. We're all human. We all bleed. We are. We're all the same. One. Well, not we're not all the same, but I mean, as far as we're all human beings. Like, but we 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 are unique in our own ways, and 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 what and what our journey is to meant to truly be, but. It, it, it's people just don't understand that. Like I'm one of the situations with uh, Naomi Osaka over here. She's yes, uh, mental health is is very is is very big. They need to really focus on helping people, especially now with the pandemic and people being locked up and and being in home and and not being able to communicate with other people. One of this newspaper over here, the New York Post. Today puts out, oh yeah, this is where Naomi Osaka is resting in her seven seven million dollar home, and to me that that was them trying to get the people to turn against her because what? Because she lives in a seven million dollar. Well, she she plays tennis. She earned that money. She why why? But she, she can still suffer from mental health. She can still suffer from mental illness. She can suffer from stress and what does her seven million have just you you're just trying to not for people not to have sympathy for this young lady and that's just wrong so it's just it's just so much nonsense going on and and again i just try to focus on just putting out the best con- the best content and positive content possible but at the same time i'm going to voice my opinion on on a situation like that where they're really attacking a young lady who, who I understand where she's coming from. She 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 beat Serena Williams. She got booed. Who someone that young when you're playing this is such a a, a big time star as Serena Williams and and you get booed at even after you win and you're receiving your award. 
that that's still just that's traumatizing to someone so young. So it's it's just so many so much, yeah. I I, I just I just felt that like how do you p- put an article like that out, attacking just trying. I me knowing feeling knowing why they did it because they just want to. Take away sympathy from her, make him feel like, oh yeah, look at she lives in a seven million dollar home. Look at how she can't have mental her mental health issues. Yeah, it's it is. The, I mean, the media. Of, I mean, the majority of the media, those mediums, it's sensationalism, isn't it? It sells papers, it sells, it gets attention, even if it's bad attention. And I think you had a, a president that attracted a lot of bad attention. Like I had a lot of people that. <laughs> They would follow, they, they were like, yes, I follow Trump's Twitter because I need to see what he's up to. I was like, do you know something? That sensationalism is attracting you to, and what, if, you know, that's probably how he gets a percentage of his people from non-believers initially. I just think that the media, um, very bullying culture, and I avoid it, I avoid it. I try to avoid it as much as possible because trying to make sense of nonsense can get you into a pickle. You know, that young lady is a a wonderful role model for many. And it's just another way to put people down in a society. And that trickles through, you know, in terms of how someone like that is treated in our society. And I turn away from it because I intend to serve in a completely different way and I cannot have that energy tainting my spirit. That's how I deal with it on the whole. I turn away as and where I can do something, I will do something. You yeah. know. That, and that's why I feel like I I have I speak upon that's why I speak on the on the topic because I want people to feel I I don't I I I know what how I feel when I read that I didn't even read the article. Just the title, just the the headline alone just made me go like, "What are these people trying to do?" It just it just showed it showed me what they were really trying. I already knew what they were trying to do, so I didn't read the article, and so I, I just I really I really watch the news. I might watch the weather because I want to know what what the weather is for the rest of the week. But other than that, I don't really watch the news. I really I barely watch TV because I'm so busy podcasting or editing or doing something. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's just because it, I've, you know, spoken to people that do watch the news a lot and there's a direct correlation between them dipping into a place of despair because of them consuming all of the fear stuff, you know, all of the fear-based stuff because the media isn't um, focused at all on things that may be good it's predominantly fear-based, predominantly. And so that's why I've shined away from it. So, and, you know, she's someone's daughter, someone's sister. So if you write something like that, you know, what have you got in your heart? That's all I can say. And I actually wish that person well in life because, <laughs> you know, it's a sad thing. <laughs> I do, because what else can I do? I just think, you know... It's envy. It's all sorts of things. You know, it's a whole range of things that it's just not helpful, I don't think, in our society. And um, 
I tend not to try to sort those things out. That's just my way, but I will, you know, I've, I've worked with loads of sort of young people on projects, you know, as a, as a college principal, I've been very much, I was outward facing, you know, because we had a college that actually was very much based in Wimbledon tennis, just coincidence. It's based in Wimbledon. So I was one of the first black principals in London in my thirties. Um, and the college had mainly, well, all sort of white students, yet there was a section of the, the locality that, you know, obviously needed help and needed some outreach and development. And the, I got kickback. Like, um, why? Why should we? <laughs> it was blatant. You know, the welcome that I received was, well, well, I was a woman and I was black. <laughs> and they didn't mince their words. But as I said, that didn't worry me because I thought, well, if it's a problem for you, you've got a problem. <laughs> and <laughs> that's your problem. So, you know, th these things really don't um, bother me. I've often been the only person of colour in a room at, at leadership management, you know, high-level leadership. Um, I hold my own. I've had my challenges because it has been quite difficult, you know, in terms of some of the extra... Actually, I overheard a very senior manager saying something that was quite sick. He said, I love to see Yvonne, um, like, when he's, he, he, he'll ask me something random, but he wants to see me wince or feel uncomfortable because he's, it's almost like a form of torture, but he didn't know I heard him because I was sat about going to meet with him. And so I said to him, Really? And he literally just went red. And he, he, from that day, he couldn't even look me in the eye. And I thought, who has an intention like that? <laughs> Who's got time to be placing their energy on that? Like making someone feel horrible. No, and, blatantly. And, no, and you know what? <laughs> For me, when I first started, I was, I started, um, it was me just talking about um, the news and ranting about whatever, I'm not going to mention his name, was doing. And it's it just, to me, I didn't enjoy those episodes. I didn't really, I didn't have fun doing those episodes. It wasn't that until I started really speaking to people and and having and switching the energy and being, being more about building and creating instead of being that energy where it, it was just not, it was just draining it, that switched. That switched my podcast completely around. It started attracting the, my, more listeners that way. It was me truly being my authentic self and wanting to learn and grow and speak to some great people. That changed everything for me. That changed everything as far as the podcast because now the energy of it was what I really wanted it to be. It was positive. It was something that helped people that was for the people. That was something that it was a, me being able to communicate and, and show just look at this regular guy just like everyone else is stepping out of his comfort zone and doing something he wants to do. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you completely. And it can be difficult to step outside of your comfort zone because even though, you know, I was a principal of a college, I had my own restaurants and all that stuff, I still didn't feel satisfied within me. 
even though I've done it, I had a property portfolio, I didn't feel satisfied because I didn't understand that I really could make a difference in this world through the thing that I really loved, which is helping people, giving advice, personal development. I didn't even understand it as a career. I didn't understand it as a business. So I would just avoid it like the plague. I would avoid it by doing everything else to excellence. But that niggling feeling of not truly feeling satisfied, I spent a lot of energy avoiding connecting with self. And um, it was actually a really difficult situation happened to me that forced the connection. Um, I was pregnant and unfortunately I um, had a stillbirth and that... You know, when something just grounds you to a halt, I could not go, like, I could not go anywhere. I could not hide from the intensity of the emotion. And that's when I allowed my fullest expression to be released. Something so deeply challenging at the time, you know, led to my, you know, that experience was a blessing for me as well. I did manage to have another son and all of that. And I just feel that I had to go through that experience, which sounds absolutely awful, but I, I don't think I would have got to the point where I have got to without that experience. It was very deep, um, and I feel absolutely blessed to be able to be at a point in my life where I am really connecting with myself in a way, like really appreciating myself in a really deep way without judgment, without the chatter, without the doubt in and without the, I'm like, well, this is the longest relationship I'm going to have with anybody is the one I have with myself. And actually my body has been so loyal to me all of my life. Not one day has it missed a breath, not one moment. Every day it has been loyal to me. Maybe COVID has helped me see that as well, but, you know, I have to help it as well, you know, mentally. And I think we can be so hard on ourselves, you know, because we look outwards for verification from outside of us, but we are so wise within us. We have a whole universe within us that we have to get used to accessing somehow. And I think the best way to do that is taking care of self and allowing the voice, you know, whatever the voice is to emerge and have a connection or the feelings connecting more deeply and trusting and allowing it because we're alive definitely yep definitely i i i completely completely agree with you because i am a a person who believes who's i'm i'm not a religious person i am a spiritual person i I believe in in the the energy and and the the forces and that whatever energy you put out there is what you will receive and and i've i've at the age of 31 I was widowed it was it was devastating to me and I I was I was lost for a few years and <clears throat> I was able to 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 get back get my life back together and and 
start living again. But for for a moment, it was it was real difficult. It was it was hard because you 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 lose your best friend, you lose your your your, your partner. And you don't know where to go. You're like this. You feel like this person was you. You feel like this person was you. And again, I, for a few years, I was lost. But I, I really worked back to to worked hard to get back to where I was back on the path of learning and growing and self development. So I believe I, I life is hard. Yes. But you you take it with the bumps with 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 the great moments as well, and you just you can you just learn from it. You you just take that experience and be like, listen, life life is short. You have to appreciate every moment, and just keep driving yourself to 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 just enjoy everything. Just enjoy what you do. Enjoy enjoy the process. Enjoy enjoy everything. And 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 when I mean that, it's just like. Yeah, this you you can't be happy all the time. I get it. Yes, but to be angry all the time is it's not the answer. It really isn't. Enjoy the enjoy life. Enjoy the moments you get up and enjoy the moments you enjoy you get with your kids. Do things to make you happy. Mm. It is the creation of joy. I think what you said is absolutely right. Sorry to hear about your, you know, difficult situation, but it's not necessarily about being positive. It's about creating joy through your choices. And if something isn't a choice, isn't creating joy, then you might just have to ditch that way of doing something. And it's the little choices. It's the, you know, it's the small steps. It's creating the joyful energy that is love, isn't it? It's love in um, it's experiential living love. Uh, but Yvonne, I appreciate you being on the show. Please let everyone know where they can find you and what, what, what's your social media, everything. Just plug away. Okay, so my book is on Amazon, so it should be on the US Amazon, and it's Life Tricity. So it's L I F E with the Tricity bit of electricity. I'm on Instagram, and my name is Yvonne Tomlin Miller. And I've got a really useful video resource there, which is the lead model for business owners. And it's a free resource, and you can access that, and you'll jump onto my email list and get some lovely stuff from me. So I've really enjoyed connecting with you today, Bides, and obviously to your listeners. And this is exactly what I love doing. I just it just fills me with great joy. I don't think you understand how joyful I feel. I just think this is the fullest expression of me. This is exactly what I love to do. And if something has touched you or your listeners or resonated, I just see that as my opportunity to pass on a gift to you. So I wish you all well. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me on your show. Like I said, the, the, to be able to speak to people like you, that's why I, this, that's why I enjoy doing this, is to be able to share your story, listen to your story, and and listen to, to the things you've done to inspire me and inspire others. 
to to go for to go forward and, and continue to work hard. So I appreciate you, and um, I definitely would love to have you back on um whenever. So we could definitely uh we definitely got to keep in touch. Definitely. <laughs> and as soon as I release this, I will let you know. So uh, I appreciate you. You have a great day because I know it's uh probably like seven hours ahead over there in England. Yeah, it's nearly eight o'clock in the evening, but it's still light here, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you, thank you, thank have, you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my real wise family: King Sace, Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout out to my homie Chrissy Richards from Siphonadra. Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how I do it. Your boy Wise is out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Stuck In My Mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.